Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of child abuse, human trafficking, and of course, knowing how to respond to the question. Over the following weeks and months, I'm going to be tackling some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of this show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. Let's talk about the topic of rape and more specifically the recent case that's been in the media with regards to the rape of Khadija, a five-year-old girl in Sierra Leone. I've observed through the media and social media specifically how people have become very incensed by this crime. Emotions are very high, even more so because Khadija was raped allegedly by a relative, her uncle. I've seen photographs of Khadija, who was a beautiful young girl, irrespective of whether or not she was beautiful physically. No child should ever be a victim of rape, sexual abuse, or assault. Just recently, I was sharing on an interview with AAU, a TV station in Ghana, discussing the topic of rape. In fact, there was a case of a young girl who was a student studying in a church. Now, this was something she had been doing for five years. Unfortunately, on this occasion, during the coronavirus, she had left her home to study and she never returned. She was a victim of rape in that church, became unconscious, and three days later, she unfortunately died. Some of the opinions of people who were commenting on this case, I don't know the gender, but I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume that these comments were made by men, men from the same culture and community as this young girl who was in Nigeria at the time of her death. They made comments to say, what was she doing in church when school was not in session? The Bible says people perish for lack of knowledge. And this is something that I say very frequently. People perish for lack of knowledge. Without knowledge, we are not empowered. When we have knowledge, we can make better decisions and we can protect ourselves. Now for me, for people to make that statement, which I consider to be ignorant, that she should not have been studying at church because school was not in session, I deem that remark to be ignorant. I do not think the person is ignorant, but the thought that they had indeed was. Another remark that was made is that the young girl was asking for sex. 
Now, having worked and volunteered with women in the sex industry, women who've been exploited, trafficked, prostituted, having spent time in the red light district, I can say that your average human being, educated or uneducated, knows if they go to the Philippines and they want to purchase a woman, a lady boy, which is a man in woman's clothing, basically man from the waist down, or they want to purchase an underage girl or boy for sex, in the Philippines, they will go to Angeles Pampanga. Why? Because that is where there is a street called Walking Street where prostituted women are available for the purchase by men, purchased by women, purchased for the purposes of sexual activity. If an individual travels to the Philippines and chooses to have sex with an individual, they can go to Makati. In Makati, that is where there is an area, the red light district again, where women can be purchased for sex. Alternatively, that individual, male or female, because females sometimes purchase prostitutes for sex too, can simply travel around the various islands, Boracay, Palawan, travel around various streets and pick up a prostitute on a street corner. In the Philippines, a Catholic country, a reasonable human being, intelligent, not as intelligent, would not think the best place to pick up a prostitute is inside the confines of a Catholic church. Realistically speaking, they would not find a prostitute ready, willing and available to be purchased in a Catholic church. She would be in Makati, Boracay, Angeles Pampanga or a street corner. Now let's bring that over to Nigeria. A young girl is spending time where she has been previously over durations of five years, she has been going to this church for the purpose of studying. A church is a holy sanctuary. It is quiet and reverent. When she goes to that church, she can expect tranquility, silence. Her attention will not be divided by any distractions. If she wanted to engage in sexual activity, the church in Nigeria is one of the last places this young girl would go. In Nigeria, there are many Christians. There are many Muslims. They have houses of worship. In those houses of worship, men and women go there for the purposes of teaching, fellowship, to commune with God, to be able to have a place where they can come and take a moment to be away from the fast life, to be away from the noise, the hustle and bustle, the pressures that we experience in day-to-day -day life. Now understand with this young girl, she was not asking for it in my opinion. She went to the church for the purposes of studying. I'm sure even her attire would have been something that would be comfortable for her to sit in a church, presuming the air conditioning is off, the fan is off, appropriate clothing for her to be comfortable. I don't believe she went there wearing a strappy dress or a loose top, a mini skirt. This is a holy place. However, on the back of that, 
in Brussels there is a museum, and in that museum they have pictures, they have physical items of clothing of survivors and victims of rape. And the purpose of this museum is for people to understand that no matter what a person wears, that does not give any human being the right to sexually exploit them, rape them, or assault them. A person's clothing does not make them available for rape. Being in a certain place at a certain time does not give the authority to another to rape them or take advantage of them. With the case of Khadijah, what saddens me is the fact that people are judging the rapist. He is not the first person to rape a five-year-old, and sadly, he will not be the last person. In the Bible, there is the story of Tamar, who was a victim of rape by a family member. Incest is not new. Incest has been going on from the Bible days. Adultery, homosexuality, bestiality has been going on from the Bible days. There was a place called Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's consider that Sodom and Gomorrah was pretty much the red light district, the dark web. But in Bible days, things have now changed, and with technology, we as humans have become very apt and very clever at how we commit crimes, how we engage in illegal and immoral activity. But according to the Bible. Sin still is sin. It hasn't changed. It's just developed. We as people have developed, and the way in which we commit crimes has adapted. The way in which we're able to get away with things because of the smartness of our minds. The sad reality is what happened to Khadija is not a Sierra Leone problem. The issue that I have is that. Individuals were asking in various different groups or various different places. The pictures and articles were posted. People were asking and demanding to see a photograph of the accused. Now I remember commenting to a friend, "What is the value and purpose of showing a photograph of the accused? What happened to this little girl is terrible." Whether or not she was a beautiful five-year-old is not the point, but I think it hurts us even more because she was a beautiful girl, because she was an innocent young girl. Now, what if the dynamics was different, and it was a young girl called Susan, and that young girl was hanging out with boys at five, and she was discovered to have been watching pornography on her iPad because she's living in the UK. And she behaves sexually and dances sexually to certain music. Would we have felt the same way? Because the fact of the matter is, I have heard of cases of small children. I've heard of a five-year-old who was a victim of sexual abuse by that child's cousin who was three. I know of another young child who was about seven years of age, and her behavior was very sexualized because she had been raped by her father. At the end of the day, we as people become very passionate and become very angry when we hear of certain things in the media because of how the media portrays that. The sad reality is that Khadija is not the first victim in Sierra Leone. The sad reality is that people will be angry for a moment, 
And then they're going to forget about Khadijah in a few months, in a few years. Before Khadijah's story, we were incensed about the issue of George Floyd and the whole topic of Black Lives Matter. Before that, our focus was on the coronavirus and China. Before that, we as people are very fickle. We move around like the wind in our thoughts, in our emotions and our behaviors. Here today, gone tomorrow. Where is our consistency? The sad reality is in my neighborhood, in your neighborhood, there are men like George Floyd who are brutalized. We may not hear about it, but it does happen. They may be brutalized not by a police officer and maybe not by a racist, but it could be by a partner, not necessarily by a homosexual partner, by a female partner. Because there are some women who do inflict domestic violence against their partners. What about men who engage in criminal activity and are brutalized as a result of being a gang member in the wrong neighborhood? Brutalized because they lost the drugs, they sold the drugs, they stole the drugs. Whatever it may be, the point I'm trying to make is there are George Floyds not just in the US, but around the world. When we think about Black Lives Matter, we have to understand discrimination is not just in the US. Discrimination exists everywhere. In India, we have discrimination amongst the Dalits, the untouchables. We have discrimination amongst one set of people from one caste towards another. We have discrimination in India because somebody's complexion is light and somebody's complexion is dark. At the end of the day, these are world issues. It is not a George Floyd issue, a Khadijah issue. These are world issues. And the spotlight will now have moved from George Floyd to Khadijah. Then it will move from Khadijah onwards. Sadder still, people who were protesting about the George Floyd issue... People who are protesting about the Khadijah rape and murder. In a few months, many of those people will have moved on and forgotten. Are our lives being transformed by what we're seeing and what we're hearing? I give my message freely around the world. But in certain communities, when I come to talk, there are only five or six people in attendance. Ten or twenty people in attendance. Now imagine... We've all heard about the situation with Khadijah being raped allegedly by her uncle. We're protesting, we're angry, we're emotional. Now imagine a month later I come to your community and give my talk. Will those very same people be in the audience? I doubt it very much. Why? Because that's a Sierra Leone issue. That is one of the challenges with the media. We as people often compartmentalize and say that is Sierra Leone. And not being funny, I'm just going to say it as it is, as I always do. I don't hold back. Do you not realize that there's been a bit of a trend? George Floyd was black. Black Lives Matter. Khadijah is black. Black Lives Matter. Isn't there a bit of a trend? Because in rich, developed, white countries, we have Khadijahs who are being raped by family members. We have Khadijahs being raped in India. Khadijahs being raped in the Philippines, Khadijah's being raped in the UK, in Australia, in New Zealand. 
The creation of child pornography is not limited to the Philippines that is number one for cyber sex trafficking. The creation of child pornography exists in the United Kingdom. There are Khadijas in the United Kingdom. There are Khadijas in the United States. And the sad reality is that some of these Khadijas are still alive to tell the tale. Khadijah is no longer with us in Sierra Leone. But there are so many Khadijas who are alive today. They are survivors, teenagers, spouses, adults, caregivers, grandparents. There are so many of us who have experienced the pain of rape, the pain of abuse. But by the grace of God, we have survived. Not always to tell our story because there are many survivors who keep their story under wraps. They will die with that story of abuse or rape. We need change to take place. And the change starts with us. Posting on social media will not bring change. Protesting will bring change. Speaking out will bring change. But posting on Facebook will not bring change. It doesn't mean we should be silent, but I believe we need to be more proactive. When you are protesting about George Floyd, when you are protesting about Khadijah, are you protesting in your household, in your community, in your neighborhood? Because sadder still is right in our very own backyard. There are children who have been abused right under our noses in our very same household. I spoke with somebody recently who shared with me how they had been a victim of sexual abuse as a child in their household. Family members and friends were underneath as the abuse took place. There are so many times when there are victims who are victimized in their household, in the sanctuary of their own bedroom. And the family members do not know. That is the wake-up call we need to have today. It is not a Sierra Leone issue. It is not a George Floyd America issue. It is not a police brutality issue. It is a world issue. We need to have a wake-up call. We need a realization that these issues are not unique to the black community, are not unique to the African community, the African-American community. These issues are world issues, and we have an obligation to make the Khadijah story, the George Floyd story, become real to us. At the moment, from where I stand, it is not becoming real to us. It is becoming real to our Facebook account. It is becoming real to our Twitter account, but it is not becoming real to our lives. When we hear about a five-year-old being raped by an uncle, our antenna should be alert. We should be looking at the uncles in our world. We should be looking at the children in our world, our nieces, our nephews, our younger siblings. We need to open our eyes to what is in front of us. Because there are uncles sexually abusing five-year-olds right under your nose, but you don't know it. Why? Because she doesn't look like Khadijah. She doesn't sound like Khadijah. There are Khadijahs in your neighborhood, in your very own household. When your focus is on social media, your focus is taken off the children right in your very own household. Because the sad reality, as we've heard time and time and again... When children are abused, it is often somebody that they know. So we don't need to see a picture of the accused. 
because it is not just young black skinny uncles that abuse and rape it can also be tall attractive white men it can also be short fat white women when we see his picture how does that accomplish anything what is it going to achieve i feel we as people without meaning to we are going to pedophile profile in the uk we talk about racial profiling by seeing his picture we are going to pedophile profile the issue that we are not seeing is when an article like this comes out into mainstream media what is the problem the problem is that we as people are sometimes going to become suspicious of the guys from sierra leone we're going to become a little bit suspicious of the black men in our community. We as people of the black race have enough prejudice and discrimination without adding to that. When you see the picture, what has it accomplished? Absolutely nothing because it is not a Sierra Leone issue. It is not a man issue. It is a people issue. Women commit sexual offenses too against children. women commit sexual offenses too we need to understand that i know of a woman who sexually abused her nephew he was around 5 years of age now this woman was married at the time and in my understanding of marriage marriage between a man and a woman includes engaging in sexual activity that is biblical according to the bible marriage entitles a man and woman to engage in sexual activity Now this woman was married to a man. I'm going to assume that they had sex at least on one occasion. That they have consummated their marriage at least on one occasion they engaged in sexual activity. I'm going to say that. I'm going to make that assumption. This woman decides that she wants to engage in sexual activity with her nephew. He was 5 years of age. She decided to show him pornography to teach him the sexual activity she wanted him to enact upon her. So understand this is not a Sierra Leone issue, an uncle issue, a black man issue. This can be a woman issue too because women commit sexual offenses against kids also. When we are there getting upset, we have no idea. I met another person who shared with me about their son being sexually abused by a boy in school. This is a real problem. And half of the time when it happens, the survivor does not say anything or if they do say something, it gets swept under the carpet because I can tell you this woman who sexually abused this 5-year-old did not go to jail. Nothing was done. Instead of us getting angry about this uncle, we need to say thank God that there is a system in place in this country that they were able to detect him, to arrest him and to ensure that the bail options was removed. No bail was granted. We need to thank our lucky stars. He is not out on the street to go and commit this offense again. But the reality is that there are so many men and women who have not been incarcerated who have not been handcuffed who have not even come under the suspicion of the law LAW and they walk around amongst us some of these people are our friends our family members and god forbid even your very own spouse committing these offenses against someone else's child so let's take our focus off a person and let's place our focus on the situation this is a global issue
It is a global issue and sadly we as people do not care. Now the focus is on Khadijah. Are we going to hear about George Floyd? No, the focus has changed. We need to be a consistent set of people. We are inconsistent. We are hot today, cold tomorrow. In the Bible, the Lord speaks about being lukewarm. We as a generation of people are often lukewarm. Lukewarm in our faith, in our Christian walk, lukewarm with things and issues of the world. We need to start caring more about global issues. But that starts in your very own home. Before you focus on what's going on over in the US, over in Sierra Leone, let's start with what's going on in our households. We have an obligation to protect the children in our world and we are falling short time and time again. I meet victims and survivors who were abused in their own household and their parents failed them because they're too busy reading about George Floyd, reading about Khadijah, reading about everyone else. But instead of focusing on what is happening right in front of them, our focus needs to shift. There needs to be a change in the dynamics of what we think and what we believe when it comes to these issues. It is not a black issue. It is not a man issue. It is not a Sierra Leone uncle issue. It is a global issue. And we need to understand that. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that today's topic and discussion has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, exploitation and rape, it will enable us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered every week, please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message or email me, so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another. And this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life, but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website, changingcases.org. That's changingcases.org. Remember to share this podcast with friends and family members. There are victims and survivors in your world. You just don't know it. But if we can all be educated, then the world will be a safer place. Please tune in next week for another episode. You got my trust and together we can be stronger. So we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So we can talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. I feel lonely deep inside. And I wanna talk about it